Robot and the bear. Robot and the bear, 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 bear. Robot and the bear. Robot and the bear, 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 bear. Robot and the bear. Robot and the bear, 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 bear. Robot and the bear. Robot and the bear, 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 bear. Bear. Are we on? Are we up? Yep. Are we running? Are we streaming? Uh, we are. All right. You want to put the headphones on? No. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Sam. Hello, everybody. Hey, hey. Streaming streams. Are people are people up? Do people really listen to? We are live. We are live. Yes, we are. And do we are there people? Um, two. Wow. That's enough. Hey. Yeah. It's happening. Uh, so right. welcome everybody to Robot and the Bear podcast episode number 39. 39. 39 featuring Mr. Luke Chu, myself, and we have a special guest. The infamous. The Suck Lord. Oh. There's a little bit of a delay, obviously, from our sound, about 15 seconds, but hey, that's how it works. Thanks for teeing that up. <laughs> yes, my man. <laughs> Had no idea. Well, you we just even picked it up. There are listening. What do you guys normally talk about on this show? Um, everything. It's, it's kind of it's a free-flowy show, right? Like, you know, we just talk about whatever comes to mind. Is somebody in charge? Or do I have to run this or what's up? No, 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 no. <laughs> like, we've, we've been doing this. For Make sure, sure you get close to the mic, too. Um, we can also push this thing up forward. Yeah. Luke can help. You know? How's that? Hey. Yeah. Well, it's there you go. I just got to put my face, like, right up to the mic. You, yep. want, you want to sound good? There you go. You don't want to <laughs> sound good? Okay. But no, now you sound good. Great. So, what do you want to know about? What we, do you, what do you talk about on the show? We usually we get going and we start with a top five. We do top fives each. Okay. Uh, I do a top five. He does a top five, and you can do a top five. They can also be a bottom five. That's how we usually get going. Top five of what? Anything you want. Anything. 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 It can be anything. I'll go second. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, sure. It gives me time to think. Oh, okay, good. Then I'll go first. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't show up with top five right I used I used to, but uh, today, no. Yeah, usually yeah. we do. I'm usually pretty much prepared, but like Decon just took the, the five out of me. Oh, and nothing at D- <laughs> Decon was top five for you? Oh, well, Decon is my top yeah, five. Yeah, all of it. So, uh, so okay, I'm going to start first. Let, let me just get it going. Uh, number five. I guess I'll just say decon. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, but there's a lot of aspects about decon, but I'll have to say that decon itself as a number five was uh, uh, improved in my opinion. Yes. I thought it was better. Uh, it was maybe better managed, but also there's more vendors for sure. Yes. Uh, and, and there was more people, and I felt like people were there to spend a little more. I, sure. don't know if, I don't know if I'm wrong about any of that or did you experience the same thing, but I experienced... Uh, better than last year for sure and better than the last year of my Pasadena version. Yeah. So yeah, I thought it was an improvement of Decon out to give it to Ben and uh what's that dude's name? Kevin. Yeah, that guy. To Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Uh they the event was definitely better, improved. And I'm okay, so do you do you feel that too? Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. How about yourself? I mean, what I put my put decon in my top five? I don't know, it's up to you. I mean in, in recent memory it was the only thing that was happening. I did Decon, and then I went to fucking Galaxy's Edge. So that's like my top five. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> I have not done Galaxy's Edge yeah, yet. Yeah, either have I, actually. Eh, it's okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, I've, been, I've, been, I've been attending Decon as a vendor since 2009, and I've seen it come and go. You know, I've seen it go up and down, and I've seen a lot of different reactions as far as are we gauging, like, 
how much people spend as a, as a as a measure of success. I guess attendance and money are both like you know factors, right? Like, and then like just seeing like what who is like you know buying booths and participating is also a factor too. Top notch people, top notch people, top notch. I just some, felt some that of like... the greatest contemporary artists of <laughs> of all time sure. are buying booths at at DesignerCon. I mean, Giant Robot had a booth. Wow. Psychedelic had a booth. So, Luke hmm. Chu had a booth. Did you have your own booth? I had my own booth. Yeah. You had a Luke Chu booth. Yep. See, that's contemporary art right there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like how much does it cost to get in? Seven, eight bucks? Uh, no, I think. No, uh, no, 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 no. no. Ten, Price ten went bucks. up. Nope. Ten bucks. Uh, if you walked up on, let's say, Saturday, it was $35 to get in. You know, I spent $150 to go into fucking motherfucking Galaxy's Edge. So, <laughs> but you could have you could have gone to Small World also. Yeah, I, I could have, and I many did. other things. Yeah, I went on the Jungle yeah, Cruise. There was, race, there was racism on the Jungle Cruise. Well, probably Vest- vestigial racism. Probably no, there was racist jokes happening. Was there? Oh, really? I haven't been on that. You mean like the 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 guy on the boat was like you know? No, the guy on the boat. You know, the Jungle Cruise has that feature where the the tour guide like yeah. make, says like quippy non sequiturs about right. what's going on, yeah. and I guess there were some off color jokes that have been uh, written out of the script, and there were some uh, Southern cracker types on the boat with me that was asking like, why didn't you make the black Black Friday joke? Whoa. Oh, and they're like, oh, we're not allowed to say that. And it's like, oh, that's a shame. Because <laughs> I, ge- I guess, like, be- there's like, uh, there. I mean, it's questionable enough that of the depiction of some of the African types, there's an otherization, right? You know, okay, fine. But there, but there was, uh, I guess, there's some jokes they used to make that in, you know, that 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 mocked people's racial backgrounds right and, what, um, what, what race there's only the black race that that's the, the only race. one right yeah there yeah. was there's like uh there's like uh it's not the asian ones i'm sure that's okay no but, race yeah. ra- no there's there's plenty of of asian racism in disney as well oh yeah, yeah. but they're they're, they're, they're small they're, world they're, they're, uh, vetting, they're vetting it out they're they're right. they're, they're, they're the siamese cats is the one that comes to mind for me it was me. just like supposedly there's like you know there's a script that goes along with the jungle cruise the one of yep. the features of the ride is that the 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 pilot of the boat is making funny quips about right. what's going on. And the, one of the old jokes was that um, it's, I guess, it, I guess the jokes change depending on what time of year it is. And they were making a black Friday joke. Wow. You know, and it was going to be, it was going to be at the expense of a black person and they didn't make the joke. And then one of the passengers on the boat, boat yeah. is like, why didn't you say the black Friday sale when, you know, you were pointing out the the black native. Oh, and it's that's like, oh, what you meant. We're not wow. we're not allowed to say those jokes Damn. anymore. And the chick was like, "Oh, that's too bad." Wow. Um, so it's like we can't say racist shit. So anymore. they already Disney, they, and some people are lamenting that. And they already like, knew. Make America, make Disney great again. <laughs> when I can be a bigot at Disney, and so they not, already, and not be called out. And, and the people who are on the ride, they wanted to hear the the jokes. That's the weirdest well, part. Least that one, person. one particular person uh, made a point to ask, "Why didn't you make the racist wow. joke?" Mm. Damn. So they actually have that shit kind of memorized. Ready well, to go. she knew, they, but, they the thing, but the thing yeah. is, every, everybody on the boat was like, yeah, it's too bad. We can't say that anymore. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't saying that. I was appalled. I was appalled. <laughs> I was appalled. I don't want to hear that shit. Yeah. 
Right. Woke Disney. Woke Disney. I prefer the ready. I like wokeness. Wokeness is. I mean, I know a lot of people get annoyed by wokeness because they think it's too aggressive, but it's better than fucking ignorant shit. Yep, I agree. I agree. I'd rather wokeness than fucking some stupid racist tropes. Yeah, that. Okay, number four. Oh, okay. <laughs> number four. I'm moving on. <laughs> moving on. Um, this is not a decon one, but uh, th- did you see on the news? This is a cause thing. That that painting Uh-oh. that cause watch yeah the cause watch <laughs> that painting he sold for what is it sixteen million dollars right the Sergeant Pepper one yeah but yeah. then did you know that there was a Simpsons album before the cause painting and the Simpsons album was that exact lineup of what so cause basically co- copied another painter's art because oh. there, there was a Simpsons version of a, like an album and that that existed already so he basically copied that album cover of the Simpsons one and then just put the XIs on it. So there was actually a painting already made beforehand. Wow, a bite of a bite of a bite. Yeah, and the artist knew, well, the artist didn't know until kind of recently that that there was this painting and this painting sold for that much money and he wasn't given any credit at all, but he's the one that actually made the original Simpsons version. So, yeah. Wow. That, that makes Cause even cooler. I guess, or something, but, you know, Makes whatever. him something. I think, like, the, the, more, the less original and the more <laughs> piracy that's involved with the cause operation, then the cooler it is. It's like, if he, the less he invents and the more he steals from other people, like, the doper it is. You like that? Yeah, I okay, might, yeah, right? I might, yeah. yeah, maybe I do. Maybe I think I that, do. that's one way to look at it. And if you look at it that way, then you're like, you got to cheer them on whenever all these <laughs> bad things happen. You're like, oh. Yeah. 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 I mean, I just feel like when cynicism in art works, that we all benefit. Yeah, and this mm. time, I think, God, I read, I read something about it, and it seemed like the artist, you know, like he wasn't really mad because he already knew that his piece was already like a, a you know, his own take of the a Simpsons thing. But then it was used on an album. So, mm. like, it was a Simpsons, like, music album. Uh, so it was actually uh, kind of official, but then yeah, it's literally the same. I was like, "Hey, it's the painting." Right. I thought he actually just kind of did it, like himself. created it himself, right? Yeah, and I realized no, he didn't. Not even that one. I'm wow. sure a lot of deserving Damn. people made a lot of money off of that. Um, <laughs> sure. Okay, what's number? What's number three? <laughs> number three. Um, I kind of took a page out of, let's say, yours. Uh, you know, and I made my own figure on a card with a blister pack and uh for decon never, i hope that worked out great for you never did that before i've been seeing other people do it Congrats. i love the genre yeah, congratu- love the style yeah, love the you've been doing it for like a decade or more i gave it a shot i sold uh, i made 32 and i sold 19 of them nice great welcome to the club i don't know i tried and i put a lot of effort into it and got it going that, and yeah that ratio sounds about right Torachan cats <laughs> yeah well i started with 22 and then I actually made 10 more like at the last minute. So I ended up selling 19. I did pretty okay. I'm glad that was Very happy. So yeah, I basically uh, learned from the master what, yourself and Dove kind of gave me some tips and uh, I made Torachan cats. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I made mine out of Sculpey. Didn't use uh, you know, whatever figures and stuff. I actually just made it out of Sculpey. So I did. You a, made a, how many pieces? It's, it's not really a figure. I, it's a figure, how but it doesn't. How many pieces in this edition? Uh, 32. And you made 32 individual pieces out yeah. of Sculpey. Yeah. Why? They're all the same kind of... Because I don't know how to cast yet. I don't know how to do anything. But you could have done that. I don't know how. I'll learn. But there's so many stupid assholes that would do that for you. Really? (laughs) But then I I think making it, though, I learned how to do it. I got pretty fast at it, so I just kind of just went and did it. Great. If that's your highest ambition and you achieve that, then good for you. I did it, man. (laughs) I did it. Yeah. How long does this show go on for? 
Two hours. Oh. Yeah. So we're only in the first five minutes. Sam, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there you go. Is there a top two? Well, that's that's Can number. Can I do number one? That's number three. You're gonna do your own five oh, shits oh, of see. your okay. own. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're gonna get to it. We're we're getting to it. Yeah. Shit. Now it's number three. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is you know a point to have conversations. Talk about stuff that like you know isn't so specific about us as individuals. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for it. Let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> okay. So uh, number two. Uh, then I made one more object at Decon. Um, what was that thing? I even forgot what it was. Oh yeah, the boba, the boba plushes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Flat yeah. Bonnie made boba plushes, and that was off of my, you know, just the pin designs I did, yeah. and sold out of those. I nice. mean, there was twenty five, and we sold out of those. Very good, very happy, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that was awesome. So I've never had a sold out item. I don't think so. There you go. Congratulations. Got a sold out item, and then. Uh, no, we're going to make more for the shops. You should. Yeah. Absolutely. You should go. You should probably take this to a factory to be made because yeah. they're really good. So I started making a plush at a factory, and one day maybe I'll get some pointers from somebody else. Um, I failed on it. I didn't like the sample that was made, and mm-hmm. I just was like, this is too far gone, and it was going to cost me too much more to get it going. So right. I think right. I just need to start at a better position. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I could get help from somebody professional. Yeah. I just went at it. You know, I went at it the Alibaba technique. Don't do the Alibaba technique. Mm. Yeah, I just went straight with some rando. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. And nice. number one, I'm still going to go back to it. I like the Mandalorian. I've been watching that. Oh, that's my number one. Also. And I'm I'm yeah. watching. Mandal- no, you can't take that. <laughs> I just took it. No, it's going to save. Time. I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, don't worry about it. No, no, you can do it. You got a different take. I just like the fact that they're able to make. They're making like really simple episodes. Like the second episode was almost a gag, like a really funny. Second episode is the worst one. No, I loved it though because it it doesn't need to do more because this is for TV. It's not making movies. I thought it was great because it, it's almost like watching the Cosby show. There's just some stupid thing happens. Do a whole episode around that. No problem. So this is like a way that Mandalorian can last for years if you can make stories, like short stories out of yeah, things. Short and not, not each one does not need to be epic, and that's okay. Right. As long as you know that there's another episode coming that but might be epic. I, some of them need to be epic. Uh, absolutely. And the, and the number three was kind of epic, I thought. so. Uh, one yeah. in three was epic, yeah. and yeah. number it's okay. two was not epic. But I loved it because it kind of like had a little bit of weird character development, and it had that lone wolf and cub what thing you, going what on. Do you th- what do you think was the major character development? Just that you're learning that this Mandalorian is not like Boba Fett was. That he's, well, we learned that in the episode prior. It's a, you're learning it more. He's a kind of a complainer, you know, like he doesn't want to help fix the ship or whatever it was, and he's complaining he can't ride the goddamn weird animal. There's so many things that he's starting to complain about, and you're like, God, look at this guy. Like, he's like a little complaint. He's just very human, right? Yeah. I mean, which he is, I guess, but he's just very human. And then, mm-hmm. But you just learn that he's just like a young, seems like a young guy who's just not seasoned yet, but he's kind of a badass fighter. I kind of like him. Yeah, but that. he actually, didn't he lose in that fight with the knives with the other Mandalorian guy? Did he, he didn't lose. Like, he's still alive. Like, no, no, but, like, you know. Oh, he, you mean, yeah. like, the, the standoff with the, the yeah, he ended up with a blade on his neck. I don't know. That's a trope in any sort of, like, fictitious warrior culture situation where, like, somebody challenges the protagonist and you think he's going to be sort of like a foil to him but it's but then at the end of the day he turns out to be an ally right that's like a that's like a a move that all they pull all the time sure and it's perfect for tv it's it's a fake out and but it's also it's just like it it sort of says something a little bit about the culture is that like uh you're gonna get called out like people are gonna challenge you and if you've passed the test they'll back you up like 
that the the Mandalorian brute. What is that? What they're calling him? The sure, I, don't, I have no idea. They're calling him the brute or the, something the like big that. Dude? It's the big, like big dude. He's kind of like a big dude. The yeah. big dude. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he he showed up when the jetpack to like fuck shit up when yeah. the man. But because when at whatever he was testing the Mandalorian at in that scene, he passed. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and they, apparently because they all like sacrificed their sanctum santorum and they all showed up to fucking cover him while he got the child out of there right and that and that cost them greatly because now they've revealed themselves yep. they've exposed themselves and they gotta rehide somewhere yeah, else gotta and all that stuff. Some, but maybe they're tired of hiding yeah right. they just well they just killed a bunch of bounty hunters so there's yeah. not not a lot of those well, guys left yo, so. fuck that i mean yeah. what i what i like about that show is like how quickly the plot moves along. Sure. It's like all the yeah. things that like they set up these sort of status quo situations. Like, oh, here's the guild and he's in the guild and he has this little Mandalorian hideout. Yep. And then within the third episode, all those things have been cast aside. Yep. And he's right. flying, he's flying away with the yeah. kid, right? But he's yeah. out of the guild. Yeah. Well, yep. there is no, not, yeah. That, it, all of those guys are out of the guild. Yeah. They're, <laughs> he's, they're they, out they, of the, <laughs> he's out of the guild and the Mandalorians are now, have revealed themselves. They're basically fugitives, right? Yeah. They're all fugitives. I mean, I don't know why they need to hide. I guess just people want to fuck with them. Right. They got expensive ass armor to take, man. It's crazy fucking metal. Yeah. I mean, it's just so funny because it's like everybody's saying like, oh, Star Wars fans are so difficult to please. And then, you know, there's such it's such a complicated, toxic fandom. And then you just make something that just jerks them off and, <laughs> and they shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that hard. Just give us Boba Fett's and Baby Yoda's and IG-88's and people shooting things with like and, and with some moral underpinnings sure. underneath it. And then that's all there is. We don't need any, anything else. Mm-hmm. Right. And put them back in the desert. I mean, don't be I, too you know, clever. Don't I, be, do, I do yeah. love the fact that like a lot of the principal characters are like just like people of color and it's not just like white people and that part of it is settled. Great. And it's just like, yeah, it's just like he's like he's a Latino and we have like fucking Pacific Islanders on the show. We have like black people. We have like it just doesn't matter. And there's white people there, too. But it just <laughs> doesn't matter. And it's like. Star, like the trilogy movies are still pretty white. Like the episode nine, mm-hmm. you know, when you see those cast photos, it's like you got Zori Bliss, who's a black woman. So like really, except for um, Val in Solo, which was a vague thing, you've never really had a prominent like black woman, especially with like natural hair, like a giant afro. Right. You know, on 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 Star Wars, you never had like a a Latino, which is like uh, Poe. Mm-hmm. Right. Poe Dameron and then you got uh, Finn who's a black man and like mm-hmm. you haven't had those things in Star Wars but at the end of the day it's still Ray and Kylo who are white people sure so it's like it's getting there but it's like still it's, it's getting like, there it's and, they, getting and there. they got an Asian woman who everyone hated yeah. or hates yeah but you know I, like, the, but, she's that's, that's hated, be- but she's not hated because she's Asian she's just hated because it's a stupid part I guess well I mean like Ronald there, Reynolds is I don't know just that entire script was there's a lot of Asians, and they pick that one. I don't know. That one bothers me. There's going to be a lot more Star Wars movies. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, I mean, that, that this that's part of, like, American movie culture in general. You know, like, I always look at all the major Asian actors in American films, and none of them would ever have a career in Asia. None of them. Because they're all too weird-looking. Like, to like, what do you mean? Like, who? Like, Lucy Liu. Like, um, her wonky eye would not fucking get her a career in fucking, like, 
you know, Hong oh. Kong or, you know, China. Um, you know, the girl who plays Rose in Star Wars, she's too fat to for, for Asia. I'd smash that. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd, uh, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. It was you know? a terribly written part, but I, it was a terribly, uh, but I appreciate the character nonetheless. Yeah, sure. I don't mind yeah. the character. No, no. I mean, like, I, I, you know, the, the, you know, that one woman who plays fucking, like, it was in that one movie show about wine and Grey's Anatomy. Sandra O. Oh? Yeah, she would never fucking no, work I'd in smash Asia. That too. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying that they're un, unattractive. I'm just saying that, in terms of Asian cinema, um, thing um, ideals, they right. do not fit it. Yeah, but yeah. we're still talking about American film, and at the end, right? Of the day, and I think like, it's great that that American cinema, like you know, is willing to incorporate, like you know, people, you know, if if they don't live up to certain kind of archetypes. You know, into the uh, the fold. You know, anyways. Right. Well, I mean, I don't think American cinema is trying to necessarily go out of their way to ch- appease like an Asian audience. It's sort no. of more of an incidental. Well, not until fucking China came in. Well, what about they're gonna be? There's gonna be uh, the Master of Kung Fu Marvel movie is coming out. I know. I know. I'm kind of curious about that. And there's like that. a very good-looking Asian Chinese American. Yes. I that's forgot his China's name. fucking. But doing China see what happens. Fuck with that, or is that made for Americans? I don't know. That, they want that to work in China. I'm sure. Right? Yeah, of course. But uh, he's a guy that has no, like, a, not a fan base in China at all. Right. 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 Yeah. But they. But you know, China social media won't explode with. Oh my god, he's so fucking ugly. We'll see. You know? <laughs> we'll see. Oh, that kind of stuff happens. Oh right? yeah. We'll see. It's Weibo, man. We'll wow. see. But uh, like, for example, Daniel Wu. Like he's got like a huge following in China, right. uh, but then he he's not getting those big roles here. He's you know he did Into the Badlands that show, but then um, yeah, it's not worth. Like he did not get you know that Master Kung Fu. He should have got that type of thing. Cause mm. He's got an audience. Wait, built who's in. Daniel Wu? Uh, he's like he's from Oakland, but he's got a hu- he became a huge star in Hong Kong. Okay, uh, and then uh, he's huge in China as a result. How Didn't about, I meet him? How Wasn't about Donnie, he Donnie Yen? He was in Star Wars. But he's like super old. I don't. But think wasn't he, he also like? Didn't he have a lot of? He probably he does. I don't really don't know. Movies. I'm sure. I, don't I know. have a feeling I that know. was. I, I when I when I heard Donnie Yen's um um casting, I, I honestly thought that was a Chinese marketing thing. I appreciate that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Hey. No. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. like, it's just it's something I've observed. Yeah. You know. So. I mean, I'm totally psyched to see more Asians in Star Wars. Sure. Awesome. I think yeah. I I don't see. I I think that something like Star Wars deserves to have a multicultural cast. I mean, also it's just funny because it's like you know, like you got Greedos and and like aliens from all over the fucking weird ass fucking galaxy, and everything's fine. But then you see a black man, and it's like, what the fuck? Right? There's no black people in in Star Wars. <laughs> there was an SNL <laughs> skit about like uh, that, wasn't there? Like the three black people and all of the Star Wars universe. (laughs) I remember that. Well, it's funny because it's like they did do a sort of retro fitted attempt where they put when the first time we ever see a stormtrooper with his mask off, it's a black man. Right. And it sort of suggests like, well, that's where all the black people are. (laughs) You know, you don't see black people like in other parts of Star Wars because they all got the shit jobs, you know, (laughs) just like this world. Right, right, right. But, you know, um, I remember, like, when uh, they first introduced Finn in the trailer and, like, 
like, I felt like, you know, social media just exploded. Like, what the fuck? You know. Um, oh, why? Because he's black? Yes, because he was black. Because there's no black people in Star Wars? Uh, because problem? I, I think it's because um, American social media or Western social media believed that stormtroopers were Caucasian. Like everybody else that were that manned the stormtrooper, uh, the Death Star. Well, I've got news for you. <laughs> You know, it's like anytime you go anywhere in America and you do something and there's some low-level person servicing you, most of the time they are not specifically white. It's right. like, yeah. why wouldn't the stormtroopers be black? Because like, they're in space. Yeah, but it's like, oh, they're not going to be in a position of leadership or in a position. No, no, look, they, hey, they, no they, like, it's not it's a like feeling Jim that Crow, I... It's like Jim Crow in space. Right. Well, hey, it's not a feeling that I had personally. I know that. But like, Nobody's you know, accusing you of that. No, I... I for a second, I thought you were. But, but I just think, but I just think that's kind of kind of clever, right? No, you know, it explains like where all the black people went. Right, they it's an, this, it's definitely an interesting theory. I definitely find that like you know because it hasn't you know we haven't like seen other stormtroopers with their helmets off, so we can't like you know right make well, that. Well, I mean, in, in Force Awakens, you can hear the voices, and some of them are women. Uh huh. I'm guessing that it's like in this in in the first order they're not they don't discriminate. There's a black officer in the right. first order because but the thing is it doesn't make any sense. Like, why if you're a, a righteous black person would you be in a fascist organization? A white a, a white supremacist fascist organization. <laughs> well, as long oh, as that you, fascist organization is all inclusive, yeah, like, you know? yeah, exactly. As long as they're equal opportunity racists. <laughs> <laughs> so top five uh i we were i mean i guess top five is gonna be my dick okay because i've been having a lot of fun with that nice um as always hmm. um <laughs> con is in my top five cool um mandalorian is definitely in my top five i just started watching watchmen today Oh, which oh. is also in my top five. I think that's great. That's another like super Afrocentric science yeah. fiction. Yeah, oh, story. Watchmen's great. I just love seeing non-white people like running, being involved, being important characters in yeah. science fiction and fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's important to me, mm-hmm. and that really. I only saw the first episode, don't so don't. Okay, oh, I haven't seen. I haven't seen the latest one yet. Either so. I. I just feel that, like in a lot of ways, all this fantasy, science fiction stuff that we're all supposedly into, is absolutely applicable to everyday life and the politics and the and the and the social conditions of today. Sure, and they definitely reflect like what america feels about itself like america is crazy well isn't like most like science fiction and fantasy basically reflections of the times that you know it was yeah, written yeah, in yeah if it's good yeah yeah it's supposed to be applicable and allegorical and mm-hmm. it's supposed to like sort of give us a give us a platform to act out or sort out issues that we can't maybe do in real life yes like I was just thinking about today because I'm putting together a presentation about like uh, African American representation in science fiction and action figures, and Lieutenant Uhura is a really important character, and that yep. was the first uh, interracial kiss on television. Right. And 
it's just funny that 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 like anything that's sort of progressive or had to be in space. It had to be in space. <laughs> Can't it, be on Earth. Yes, no. it had, it, yes, it had to be in in yep. science fiction in a fantasy situation. And that's just yeah. one example. Yeah, and that's wasn't why. There one, that's, wasn't there one in Battlestar Galactica? I I, I remember the the you know the the cards. I think I had a card, but the woman had four eyes, like. An eyeballs bullet, you know? Oh, yeah, the, yeah. the lounge but, singers. Yeah. Oh, she was just a, she was a lounge singer? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Because she had like two mouths. Ma- didn't she have two mouths? I don't too? remember. Yeah, she had two mouths okay, and just four eyes and, you know, okay. a giant afro. But yeah, th- that's the thing. It's like sometimes progress or social progress occurs in, fa- in science fiction and fantasy before it happens in the real world. Mm. Yeah. 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 Could yeah, be. So let's congratulate ourselves on how deep this show is. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to make figures of that? Not specifically. Oh, okay. No. I'm not going to make figures of anything. Mm. Got two more? Somebody, somebody did ask about them online. Is a, uh, they're asking if a Suck Lord Mandalorian piece is coming. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, potentially, yeah. I mean, you, you could say that like the silver Suck Lord helmet Sort of like predated the uh, Mandalorian. Yeah, comment. that's old school. Oh. I, I, that's how I. Fir- that's when I first met you. Yeah, you know, it was when you were still rocking the silver helmet. Where at Comic Con? At San Diego Comic Con. And you were like, "Who's that guy?" Yeah, I'm like, what the, "This guy's a fucking dick." <laughs> <laughs> you used to come by. Used to come by our booth too before. Uh, well, I, I don't know, 15 years ago or more. You used to come by our booth as well. Yeah, I was on your dick. Um, yeah, didn't. But you just would walk by. You'd have the radio. You most of the time didn't have the helmet on though. It was. I remember you without it most uh, of the time. Maybe. I yeah. mean, I I used to keep the helmet on a lot. Really? You know. I mean, yeah. it was important for sales. You know. Yeah. But I and felt for like for creating you, the image. Did you have? You didn't have figures then, though, right? It oh, was. You didn't. I, occasionally. I mean, I thought, I, I thought you were just kind of walking by yourself. Like this is. Pre, I mean, I, I did it for a long time. Yeah. The no, first I time I ever put, picked up a boombox and put on a Boba Fett helmet was in '97. Wow. And oh, then wow. the first time I ever did it, and I went to all like all the I went to the special editions, and I went to the uh, 1999 Phantom Menace in in that gear. Wow. First time, and I went to Star Wars Celebration one in 1999 wearing that gear, and I would sell CDs out of my out of my pocket. But I was still like hip hop Boba Fett. I wasn't the Suck Lord yet. Right. The Suck Lord exactly. was when it was painted silver and had the cape. That didn't start till like 2004, 2005. Okay. When mm-hmm. I made my first figure, I, my, I had already done for years and years and years, just gone out with a boombox and pockets full of CDs of Star Wars breakbeats. And then when I made the first toy in 2004, I added that. Gotcha. And I would sell that shit. And I only did that for a couple of years until they all sold out. And now they're worth like fifteen, $1,500. Whoa. Wow. Awesome. But, but you were wearing blue. I, th- I remember blue a lot. Were you wearing blue also? No, it was a lot of gray. Gray? Gray. Like way back, though. The like way back slate, version? Yeah, slate, slate gray. gray yeah. Okay. I always had the same the same outfit, even though when I went from like hip-hop bo- from hip hop Boba Fett to um, Suck Lord. Yeah, it was hip-hop Boba Fett. That's the era. I remember that one quite yeah, well. I had the graffiti on the helmet and the gold chain and the... Mm-hmm. Pens on the belt and the rolled up leg. And you had a. And a, the fat laces. You had some kind of. Uh, when I took a picture, I remember you did some kind of hand gesture. I don't remember what it was. Some gang shit. Yeah, it's yeah. like a gang shit, but it, I don't know what it was. <laughs> Can't remember. I, I don't remember. I remember I sucked a slave layer's ass. <laughs> because of that. So, so uh, what uh, the fuck? <laughs> 
I told I knew this show was going to be great. Oh, I knew shit. this show was going to be great. Oh, shit. Um, so what the fuck? That okay. I got a lot of sex from that. Nice. Awesome. Well, so how do you... <laughs> How, how do you did you see the hip hop trooper walking around? Of course, uh, I know who the hip hip hop trooper is. Are you guys like you know like do you are you friendly with him or? Of is course, it, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't I be? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like I mean, I'm not doing that shtick anymore. And if I was, I'd roll with him. Oh, maybe I still will. Maybe uh, maybe the suck word and hip hop trooper might do something together. What? Why not? Uh, I don't why know. Not? Why uh, not? Uh, I mean, he does it better than I ever did. Yeah, yeah, like he goes to all the things, and he has his shit tight, and he has the good radios, and he just is perfect. <laughs> good radios, yeah. you know. No, yeah. his shit is loud. I like mean, it's yeah, super I to, loud. I, da- I dabbled in it, and I did it like once or twice, and I was like, okay, that's my idea. I'm gonna move on now. Mm. You know, but that guy lives it. Wow, right, right. right. So he's got like a. Radio- I could have fucked by Ling at Star Wars Celebration Three. What happened? I fucked. I played myself. Oh. Oh, wow. Because she was in episode three. She got cut out of it. But she was signing autographs at at, at the Star Wars celebration. And I was just like, I was, kind, I was kind of the man, but I didn't realize how much the man I was. So I was just like, I, I second-guessed myself, and I let it slip. That was the same year that Jeremy Bullock said, Bounty Hunter, to me when he saw me in the elevator. He's the guy that played Boba Fett. He said that to you? Yeah, game recognized game <laughs> at that very moment. Wow. Wow. You mean you weren't even in your outfit? I you... wasn't. Of course I was in the outfit. I never took it off. Oh, okay. I would spend the whole weekend of Star Wars Celebration. It was, it was funny because I was working for Hasbro at the time. You worked they, for Hasbro? Yeah. And they oh. paid for everything. They paid to get me out there. Uh-huh. They paid for my hotel room. And I would come to the Star Wars Celebration or Comic-Con like a day or two early and I would set up their display, oh. and then and then and then I would have to break down the display. Right. But in the interim, I could do whatever I wanted, and that involved walking around in a hip hop Boba Fett costume, hitting on chicks, <laughs> and, and and selling contraband CDs. Awesome. How long were you doing the CDs thing for? Years. I put the first one out in '97. Mm-hmm. Oh, I put the cassette out in '96, and then I put out the the CD in 98 and it was probably, I was still selling those out of my like suitcasing. Right. That's what they called it. I got busted a few times, like going to Star Wars Celebration or Comic-Con and just like not having a booth and like selling shit out of my pockets. I got busted by like undercover security, you know, because they don't want you selling shit if you haven't bought a booth. And it's like, right. this is, they called it suitcasing. Wow. I did that probably till like 2009 or 10. Mm-hmm. So what Star Wars Breakbeats, were you a DJ? Did you make that? Or was yeah, that, yeah, oh, okay, I, I wasn't sure if that was already made and you yeah, just took just, somebody else's, I mean, I just, you did some real, Canal Street shit, it, took, yeah, took, I, I, got I, from I, Canal Street and I then mean, sold I it. I definitely did Canal Street shit to it, but it was just basically, right. I just like had a drum machine and a little sampler and I just like did, uh, I ripped uh, loops and cuts off the Star Wars VHS tapes and then like funky breaks and I just made it into a that's cool a, a compendium of songs awesome and that and sold that shit forever cool wow yeah that was like the first thing I ever did and I was selling that at other music and that was when the internet first came out like I put this out in like 98 and like I had my first PayPal account and I had like uh, you could actually like make an online purchase was just like a thing at the a new right. it was new at the yep. time and i just sold the f- the fuck out of that until phantom menace came out 
and ruined everything because nobody wanted cool Star Wars shit anymore. Mm. And then I switched to Lord of the Rings and I failed at that. I was in <laughs> what a, I, the fuck? I, I didn't mean, know well, that. Well, I made a Lord of the Rings record and it just wasn't as good. Is my breath stink? Okay. You're doing good. And yeah. then uh, I was in that Lord of the Rings hip-hop group, Lords of the Rhymes, for a couple of years and we were doing um, Hobbit Hop. <laughs> What? We were doing Hobbit hip hop. And then and I did that for a couple of years and then in two thousand five we did a I did another Star Wars mixtapes with Bill McMullen and mm-hmm. I s that's when I started making the figures. Awesome. And that's when I stopped making music stuff. Cool. Wait, so what I mean like, you know, whenever I think at least I think of, you know, like this entire like, you know, DKE dove, you know, um, figure kind of thing it all kind of to me it all kind of just trickles back down to you oh does it yeah it oh, does go, go on explain why you think that because um the first time i ever saw a bootleg figure was in monkey king and i remember thinking a lot of it was garbage except for this one figure that totally turned it around for me and it was uh, the bitch you didn't get to fuck oh you know figure <laughs> and because it was so clever like it was the the cover and everything was so clever to me i was just like whoa like okay now this like that for some reason that spe- that figure well, uh, spoke we, to me we, i mean yeah. I, I can only speak for myself but there's are a lot of bitches that i didn't get to fuck <laughs> out here maybe you're different uh, no, Maybe no, no. Maybe you fucked all the bitches. <laughs> no, I um, no. Um, yeah, I've been. I, I think I, I think that's probably the reason why I could empathize with it. But like you know, and and then I started like taking the time to kind of like read into it and see, uh, read the backs, and you know, and I I started getting your 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 thing. And you know, what, I but thought like, I thought you were the only one doing it for the longest time. And yeah. I'm like, there's was, all these other, all there's all these other people doing it, but. I, mean, I thought you were the only one until like last year and shit. I thought you were the only one doing it. And I realized, no, these are other people. I doing mean, it. you should really ask Dove to give the historical account. But yeah. I started making that stuff in 2004. That's early. And you didn't really see anybody else doing it again until like 2011. Do you think it was the work of art show that kind of like helped push the popularity no. of it? No. No. No, I don't. What, what do you think happened? I mean... The reality is it's it's an obvious idea. It's like to just make your own action figure seems like something that like if I didn't think of it or do it first, mm-hmm. somebody else would have done it. It's sure. not it's not that but you were that action figure that you made, right? That was yeah, kind of the I mean, beginning. I, I That's mean, crazy. Not, I'm the best. Not, I'm, not saying, oh, okay. I'm not saying I'm not the best, but I'm just saying it's like it's yeah. possible for someone else to have conceived it. And like people have always been making little mashup figures and using toys and chopping them and gluing them together and sure. making their own things of it. And that's not something I specifically invented. It's you know, kit bashing or garage models or whatever. I just was maybe the first one that positioned it as as fine art and the first one that did it so spectacular you also packaged it right i don't yeah, know if the I other mean, ones are packaged but well, you're, you know, I mean, i've never yeah. seen those yeah so. i mean yeah. for me the packaging is the most important part of it is yeah. the, the figure is the secondary right. aspect of it it only needs to be like a basic crude figure that supports whatever the package is asserting sure and i don't know maybe that's my individual contribution to that but like the act of doing it in the form it's 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 
anybody could have come up with that. Sure. Yeah. And other people see, oh, you know, someone's already done it. It's easy to do. I'll do it too. Mm. I mean, some I've had like people who like would buy this shit forever and ever like always oh, spend zillions of bucks on everything I ever put out. And they were like, wait a minute. Why am I buying this when I can just make my own? It's not that hard to make it. Mm. And then suddenly there you go. Then mm. there's a whole movement of people doing it. And all your customers became competitors. Right. Are you still, I mean, like, I saw your booth. I saw some of the uh, the latest ones that you did. I think my favorite one from this year was... Uh, the Champion God. Spark Plugs IG-88? No. <laughs> okay. it, no, it was the Play Mobile uh, one with the guy from, I think it was Apocalypse Now. Or, no, no, no. Oh, uh, um, the Robert Duvall. I think so. Yeah, like. Uh, oh wait, it was yeah the, the cowboy hat and yeah. The, I lo- uh, I lo- Charlie don't surf. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was you know really fun because you had the image; it was perfect. And then you had like you know, the Playmobile toy, with which makes no sense because something that adult shouldn't be a Playmobile. Exactly. So yeah, you know, I, um, right, you get it. You know, you know I, I, oh, I, that's the reason why I liked it was because I got it. Well, it's mm-hmm. funny. Like the stuff I'm doing right now is doesn't focus on craft at all. Like I'm not that like I'm not a great artist as far as just like my execution and my painting and my sculpting and my hands. It's like I'm very rushed and it's just like I'm more about just like putting the idea out there in quick as quickly as possible, even if it sucks. That's why I made the the brand psychedelic because right. I wasn't trying to advertise myself as like a craftsman. Mm-hmm. I'm just sort of trying to like get to the point of what I'm trying to say with this as quack, quick as possible. And it doesn't matter if it's bad. Right. And that's what's funny to me about just like right now, I'm just like working on like something very immediate where it's just like take the, the, the shortest route to be as provocative as possible. You well, know, isn't like, that like a reflection of our modern times? Yeah, but I mean, it's just funny because I look at a lot of the guys. I deal heavily with Dove and we do a whole show where we analyze the work of, of other contemporaries that do this type of artwork right. and how some people who make the resin stuff and they put so much effort and so much craft and execution into like a, a joke. Right. You know, and it's like, that's cool, but it's like you made 40 figures and every single one of them is perfect and it's like got articulation and and detail and and it's just like it's some pun you know that has, you know, <laughs> and i'm not against it it's just like but it's just like for me it's just more like i just want to just like touch on an idea as quickly as possible and it doesn't matter if it's bad mm-hmm. as long as i make the statement and then boom the next 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 sure, sure. i don't want to i don't care about the craft right the artistry of it i can't i'm not a painter or a sculptor you know, I'm not like you. I can't make beautiful images and draw and paint. So it's for me, it's just like how to do it as quickly as possible. Right. And then forget about it. <laughs> and then just move on to the next idea. And move on to the next idea. Yeah, that's that's Love sort of that. my approach right now. Well, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I like to think that to a certain degree, I'm, I, I share a similar kind of understanding. Because it's because I'm too lazy to fucking like want to... Like, especially when you're trying to do something like additions, you know? Yeah, it's tough. It's you know, tough. it's a lot of work. It's tough. And like all this hand make it, making shit. It's like I've been, I made my first resin figure in 2004 and I started, I did my first edition in 2005. And since then, was that 
14 years or yep 14 2000 I've probably put out like three four five like editions of like 30 pieces right. you know that every single one of those pieces I'd made by hand right and I and it's that's just like fuck that shit <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, I there's nothing more to say for me to say with that it's like I've done that forever and it's like it's great that you can do that and some of these people that fuck with Dove just make excellent stuff yeah. You know, and they put so much effort into this edition of toys that are so well sure, made. Sure. But to what end? You know, it's like whatever. It's just like you're gonna make, you're gonna sit there and spend like three months making thirty figures of a, well, you a, can, jo- a joke. And there's only so much you can generally sell these for if you don't have the name recognition to be to back it. Yeah, sure. You know? Even if you do have the name recognition, it still doesn't like add up to like a great success it could maybe at least for me add up to like making a living but it's not making you rich right and you have to do another one and another one and another one and another one and then and then suddenly this other guy did something funny and then all the people that were buying your shit buy their shit right or the people who are buying your shit were realizing like oh i have a funny idea i'll make a figure too that's what and I I'll, do. And I'll stop buying <laughs> stuff. Whatever. It's a weird. It's a very weird business. It's a very very weird business, and I want to get the fuck out of it. Oh, oh wow. I yeah. I, I I often wonder about like you know the you know like people who aren't in this business of you know the figure stuff. Like I think there's this one guy who was featured in like Vice or something like that. And Dan I guess, or Brown. I think so. And he just does like one individual figure, and it's usually like a you know. Some kind of something catchy. You're right. Some license, some you know, like Breaking Bad or something like that. And he does it really well and I guess he just flips it on eBay or something like that. Well well good for him. But still know. it's um like it's it seems it feels like a brutal fucking hustle. Like, you know, to like just like all the work that goes into it, you know. And you know, how can well, aren't I a fucking hero for doing it? Well, how can we... Uh, that's what I'm saying. I guess, you know, the question is, like, how do we get to, the, like, you know, the fucking be- uh, hype beast fucking level where you have other people doing that shit for us and we just fucking collect? I mean, I'm sure all of that is possible. It's not difficult to find... You know, there's there's jobbers that will make stuff for you if you give them money. Sure. And if you have, like, a great idea and you have the the audience for it you could probably make that stuff happen mm-hmm. it's not it's doable you know you mentioned but the, uh, why <laughs> <laughs> for the money and be, to, to 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 spit out your your ideas to share your philosophy yeah that's a that's a that's a good point i mean then you're a man then you're a manager Right. And well, I mean, like, just like delegating work to other people. I mean, that's how fucking Murakami cause and fucking like all these fucking contemporary artists make a uh, their living. Yeah, and I'm sure some clever, smart person in the so-called bootleg toy game will f- figure that out and take it to that level. Mm. But is it worth it? Uh, potentially. I mean, just to make money. Well, I mean, like, it's not just money that you're making also when you're playing, you know, an art game. You're also developing your own name and reputation, right? But to what end? Like, to, to like to Fame play, and glory. To, do those things really give you what you need? 
It'll they give it a lot of it. <laughs> it'll work. It'll work for some people for sure. No. Yeah, that's the that's their goal. I mean, like that you know, I mean, if, if there's anyone out there who's interested in chasing the you know the that game, I kind of figured you know you would be one that can empathize with it. I mean, I appreciate that, and you're right. Um, I am a mercenary. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a self, I'm a self-serving individual i mean i think everybody is whether they want it absolutely i mean i've built that into my brand right you know it's like me doing me is part of what you're paying for sure and and you're hopefully if you're a fan you're you're rooting for that mm-hmm. but you know when it comes to like the day-to-day of like managing a production operation mm-hmm. It's like I don't know. Like, what are you? Who, who, are you really that guy that's gonna manage a team and do like a super seven type thing? No, I'd manage the manager. Oh, there's a manager to be managed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, that I'm trying to do as little work as possible. Sure. I'm trying to get to the thing as quickly as possible. And I don't necessarily want to have like a company where I have to think about like numbers and fulfillment and all that stuff. I'm trying to get away with that. I just want to be like just pure ideas and performance. Mm. You know, I and, see, I see. You know, and I don't want to be like the business person. If like somebody else wanted to do that, that would be a great partnership. Right. You know, somebody else is like, I could just like fart the shit out and then some other person you know, figures out how to put legs under it. Right. I'm not the leg putter under. But there's always going to be a certain degree <laughs> of managing, I would assume. Yeah, but I don't want to do it. Right. I want someone else to do it, a competent person right. that is satisfied with that. Right. You know, so I can go out and dream big dreams, mm. you know, and then they can. That like, sounds like the dream, though. Yeah, that is the dream. I don't, yeah. That is definitely I got you. the dream. I, I got make, you because that's the dream. Everyone, that I is mean, the dream. every artist you, wants to. Do, do you want to do that? I don't anymore, but I did at one time. What support another uh, support an artist with the underpinnings? Oh, the you mean production. the work part? No, I want to yeah, be the I want to be the artist. Everybody, yeah, that's yeah, the thing. Everybody exactly. wants to be the artist, yeah. and nobody wants exactly. to be the guy that does the hard work. And yeah. it's like that individual is much more rare and hard to find and hard to corral and involve than the uh, creative. They're, type. they're out there. You just have to. I mean, you know, I've had out there. plenty of experiences where I've like teamed up with somebody that was going to help me. And then it turned out instead of doing the business part, they just wanted to do the fun creative uh, part. That's sure. how it usually is. Yeah, and that's, that's how they, usually, they want the perks. Yeah, yeah that's the, how it usually. And then thing. their ideas usually suck. Well, I don't right? know about that, oh, but I'm on, just saying. I'm, I don't know about <laughs> that. I'm just saying, like, I have enough of my own ideas. I'm not yeah. looking for an idea person. Yeah. I'm looking for a like an execution person. Right. You know. Yeah. I guess it depends on how much you're paying them, right? Like you know. Exa- if, exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's like the sort of catch twenty two. It's like I can't hire a quality person unless I can pay them, but I can't pay somebody until I have a quality person. Right. And so the thing is that it's like, oh, you want to, you want to be in my, in my thing. You want to work for me. You want to work together. You don't get paid until you create your own salary. Right. Until your contribution makes them enough money for you to get paid. But that's and I don't totally know anybody, w- and I don't know anybody like that. But that's that's within the realm of, but that is within the realm of possibility because of the fact that like if you are it's if you're bringing the brains and you know and they're bringing you know everything else then like all they need to do is pick the fruit and fucking like take it to the 
you know, whatever. You make it sound so easy. No, well, I mean, no. it's conceptually it's easy. Not easy. How do you do it? Like, you're a successful artist. I fucking paint my ass off. And you know. who sells your paintings for you? The gallery selling my paintings for the me. The gallery. Which gallery? Ga- the galleries, you know. How many galleries do you have? Um, I, well, I'm, I work spe- predominantly, like, with my big shows with Corey Helford Gallery, but I work with Eric, and I work with... But do you have, like, shows. a manager or somebody that helps you, like, sort out the day-to-day nope. and the details of this shit? No. Nope. You do it yourself? Yep. And that works? So far. Boom. <laughs> that's called small business right there. Yeah, that's called small that's called small business. I mean, you know? but you must have it like down to like a sort of system, right? To a certain degree. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I like I know like I, I will start planning like I you know, a year or two ahead, you know, with what shows and then there's certain like, you know, places like one X run, who do my who do I do prints with. So or, how do you make your money on a weekly basis? How often do you get paid? If you don't mind me asking, uh, I get paid probably about monthly. You know, from, depending from, from where, where from does, projects where like does the money from come group from? shows. Like my, I'll get a big lump sum from a solo show if the show the show does well. And, and then you do that many solo shows that you get paid no, monthly. I, I, I try and do one solo show a year, and, and that you get one paid monthly for one show. No, and then I'll do little things here and there uh-huh. too. Um, and do you have a website with merchandise? I do, but I haven't had merch on there for a year. Oh. okay. But he's yeah. making, he does figures. I mean, yeah, I do toys. Like so Monkey King and, will pay and, me and quarterly. Prints, figures, t shirts. Are you managing all of this? Um, or is there somebody helping you like sort this all out? Uh, it sounds no. like you have a lot of projects going on. I, yeah, I do. This man is busy. Yeah. But do you sort it out yourself? Do you have a person? I sort it out helping? myself. Do you like doing that? Uh, no, but, you know, when you got to get paid, you got to get paid. Yeah, me too. I don't either. <laughs> I, I fucking hate it. But it's not the, but, you know, within the realm of, you know, day-to-day living, it's not that much work, you know. In my opinion, too, in my situation from, you know, it's, it's not that bad. Yeah. I'm able to handle it. And I think I compartmentalize it all so I can, I know when it's, uh, you know, when it's coming, what I got to do, bookkeeping. It's all, comp, you know, compartmentalized where I can, I can kind of go fast now. Like I can fly through and I realize, oh, what's the point of counting, like, 400 pennies, you know, and I could be off by one and then what start over recounting. No, just move forward, man. 400 pennies is four bucks. Don't waste your time. You know? So it's like, you know what I'm saying? You can kind of like do get into the micro minutiae of it all, or you can just kind of move through it. So I just kind of move through stuff. And, um, if I'm off by pennies, then fine, but I'm moving through it and I can live with that. So I kind of look at it that way. It's tough. It's gotta be a better way. Uh, could be. I could see it too, by the not right. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, I think you know, like for myself, like when I, I when I know I had a release, you know, I, if I had a release and I know like I should expect you know to be paid in a month from then, a month after the release, then you know I will be knocking on the door if I don't get that check in a month. And is this what you're going to do for the rest of your life? I'm hoping that it'll evolve into what. Um, well, what if Luke made? 10 paintings a year and that's all he had to do and those paintings sold for $100,000 each then you wouldn't have to you know right. then you you don't have to you don't need you could just do it yourself right right, right. let's just is, say that's all that, he had to is do. that what's happening no no not it's yet. not not yet but like but not, is that the thing you're driving towards it's de- definitely one of the, it's something like that and what I'm shooting for you know where um you know 
it, you know, I mean, like I'm kind of playing a slow and low game, I guess. I, you know, where it's like I'm just trying to make sure that I develop a stable, you know, collector base that's constantly growing or evolving, you know, as I, you know, as the prices, you know, slowly creep up, you know. What yeah. what about you? What's going on with your personal life? Um, don't really have much of one. Really? Yeah, I, you know, I'm you know, living living in Los Angeles where you kind of have to drive to get you know everywhere and just get kind of tired of you know going out. I mean, I go out to like shows and do stuff. Do you have like that. friends? Yeah, I like to think I do. Do you make new friends? I try to. This guy makes new friends. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Do I? Yes. Okay. Sometimes I'm like, well, "You're friends with this guy? Damn." <laughs> <laughs> usually, yeah. usually it's in disapproval. Though. I'm like that guy. Oh <laughs> man, you're hanging. Yeah, but you know, I, I think it's, it's all. I think good. it's important to consens- consistently. You know, it's funny because I like to think that I don't like you know I go out much, but you know, apparently I go out a lot more than I think I do. What do you mean by go out? Like you know, I have participate in social events, and you get your dick sucked. Mm-hmm. Here and there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> making fun of me. Yeah, I have a funny laugh. No, I'm not making fun of you. You are. Yeah, All right. you are. It's okay. So wait, let me break in. We got some uh, questions. Oh, great. One, I love that. One, Kano, first off, gives you a shout out. Oh, that's Kano shout is out. a solid shout motherfucker. Out. Shout out to the Suck Lord. You guys, do you guys go back to the New York Times because he's from I New York? I did not meet Kano in New York. I met Kano on, in the toy scene. Okay. I don't remember specifically where, but I didn't know him like back in the day. I wish I did because apparently it was a, a good time. Cool. Uh, David Horvath from Ugly Dolls uh, says Mandalorian has a silver helmet. Thanks to Sucklord, 100% must be. Yeah. I will go along with that. All right. Uh, someone named Gallery F. Oh, Gallery F. Uh, I know Gallery F. A- yeah. Asks, uh, got any more of these Star Wars breakbeats? I do. For sale? Yes, I do. Okay, so hit up Sucklord for that. The number uh, David Horvath mentions, uh, the first real urban toy a seller in New York City was Wonder Mouse on Canal Street uh, from the 90s. Do you know who that is? No. My, the first urban toy I ever saw was the uh, Futura 2000 um, uh, Point Man figure. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, those toys before that for sure. But not designer toys. I think so. Wasn't like Michael Lau stuff yeah, before Michael, that? I, no. I, I'm not sure when Michael no. Lau stuff was. I don't know when Point Man came it out, came, though. I can't like be 97. exact. 97. Ah, these, all those guys are around the same time. Even Cause was around there. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, because that, that Bounty Hunter brand was like 96, 97. Bounty Hunter yeah. and uh, Bathing Ape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and 360 see. Toy Group. Yeah. I actually went to their spot. I was on Elizabeth or something or one of those streets. El- not El- Elizabeth. Eldridge. Eldridge. Eldridge, yeah. Yeah, I went to there. It was next to, uh, what was it? The Recon. Recon. Yeah, Recon and 360 were next to each other. I've been. Um, let's see. Robin Ness Collectibles says he wants that mixtape. What What mixtape? I think they're talking about the Star Wars mixtape thing you had. Oh. Yeah. We put, I just put out a mixtape Oh, maybe in it's September. that one. Uh, okay. Then Kano Kid asks, how do you feel about all the hip-hop uh, Star Wars cosplay that you helped usher in we kind of touched upon it earlier but uh he could have missed it 
What other stars hip hop cosplay is there? I think he's talking about that other one. <laughs> Hang out with the hip hop trooper, maybe. I guess. There must be cool. more than that. Listen, though. first of all, like, I mean, taking the whole mashup culture. When people start to get all claimy about stuff, like I thought of that first, I thought of that, I, this is my idea. It's like when you take such broad concepts as like Star Wars and hip hop and choose to find some interface with them, anybody can do that. It's not one person like thought of that. Maybe one, maybe somebody did do an exercise into that and that, you know, made a splash or caught someone's attention or was like, an attempt at that that was noteworthy, but like the concept of that can't be claimed by any one individual. You and, mean mashups and, in general? Yeah, well, yeah, or even specific mashups. Right. Because like you can't claim anything you're mashing up because you didn't invent either of those things. Sure. And if you're going for like low hanging fruit like Star Wars and hip hop, those two things are just like universes, you know, and, and one guy thought of it and everyone else who did it afterwards was stealing from him that's that's dumb mm. anybody could think of that there you go Kano <laughs> 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 uh, well David Horvath is just on a roll uh, he says do you think the, the gay empire figures uh, resulted in the Sith troopers no, no I don't he said there were no non-white stormtroopers before suck lord uh, I mean, I don't know what the, I mean, oh, oh, the white armor. I guess so, yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> I can't answer that. A lot of people would like to say, oh, suck, Lord, you like thought of all this shit and that, like <laughs> Disney is doing this. I, I would, that's flattering to think that that might be the case, but I can't confirm or deny. I have no idea. Well, I mean, just because you did it first doesn't mean you're the inspiration for it. Exactly. And the thing is, I always think, like, I had the inspiration. Someone else could have had the inspiration. Sure. It's like we're dealing with, like, a sort of, like, archetypes or, like, a cosmic, uh, an unconscious or just, like, a sort of, like, a, you know, a subconscious, like, collective ideas. Sure. And anybody can tap into that shit. Mm-hmm. And one person tapped into it and did one thing that got was noteworthy. Doesn't mean somebody else couldn't independently think of the same thing. Right. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, hmm. yep. You know, mashup culture has been around for as long as there's been culture. Yeah. 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 And I mm-hmm. think it's like if you're walking around trying to claim any sort of ownership to anything that is a is a mashup, then like you're. Pulling yourself? You're, yeah, it's just not, it's not happening. It's not happening. Because someone else could think of that. Sure. You didn't think up either of the things you're mashing up. Right. No, I agreed. Um, you know, I like my own work, I don't think of, I can't like, you know, say that like it's an idea that I created. I mean, if you put your own flavor on it. Right. Like when you do it, when anytime you see like a Luke Chu piece of work, Mm-hmm. No matter what the subject matter is, mm-hmm. you know it's Luke Chu shit because you have a distinctive style. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, you could say you could say the Do same thing about someone. <laughs> um, from you, I, I think I'm fine right oh, now. Oh, good. I'm good to hear. Good. I'm <laughs> glad you said that. Are you going to be? What, uh, what's someone someone, someone asked another up? question. What's up? What'd you say? Okay. What? Another so, question. Uh, Let's go. Robin's Nest Collectibles. Will you will you see Sucklord in Assembly Required 2.0? I'm not going to be there. Well, what? 
Assembly uh, required? What the fuck is that? Assembly required is a toy show in yeah. Ashland, uh, North Carolina. Oh. And I did it last year, and it was great. I'm not Because of scheduling issues, I'm not going to be able to go this year, but it's a great show. Are you traveling a lot? Doing cons and stuff like that? Oh, uh, I have. I traveled a lot. I'm really trying to go international. Mm. I'm really trying to take the show on the road, and I'm trying to turn the travels into a television program. That's, oh, really? Those are my ambitions. Are you pitching it to studios, or are you just doing it your own thing? Not yet. I mean, I feel like uh, I need to have like a finished product. I have an opportunity to go to the Philippines, Argentina, mm. um, India, right. and do like a sort of toy travel exercise nice you know to go to another country and find other artists that do this type of shit and then go toy hunting go Mm. digging go traveling go buying shit going collecting stuff that's available in the in that area in that country in that city and then making bootleg art out of that. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love the end of that. You know, and then, and that's, that's the finished product. And that's also like the sort of like the, the, the arc of the episode. If you were going to make a TV show about it, it's like, mm. it's sort of like a cooking show. An Anthony Bourdain sure. type thing where you go somewhere. You and get you, the culture you, in. Yeah, you get the culture. You meet the people. You meet the people. You get immersed you, in it. You get the yeah. ingredients. Yeah. And then you there's some output and there's yeah. a finished thing that cool. is sort of the product of it. And that's something I'm trying to develop. Sounds good. It does it? I like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, like, I, like that shit. Yeah, I like watch that too. shit. I like it too. You know, that's what I'm interested in. It's like, like I said, I don't want to be a widget maker for the rest of my life. Damn. Widget. I Got made you. ten thousand widgets in my life. Has anyone showed interest in making a Sucklord documentary? Yes. Is there one? Is that happening, or did that just not go anywhere? Uh, I've, I've, there's, there's already a few in existence. A documentary, like sixty minutes, like long, uh, sixty minute long type I of get, thing. I get filmed a lot, right? And it's like I, the five minute ones don't count. I'm talking they, about like no, a serious one that goes to the movies and shit. Well, documentaries suck and are boring <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about documentaries. Uh, yeah, people want to do it. I think a reality show, a travel reality show, is the best way to convey the these ideas. Cool. I agree. I, I think it's, a, uh, it's an interesting idea. Well, what do you want to do? You want to plug your phone in? Oh, okay. What else? You got more? Uh, yes. Glenn Yamakawa. Don't know him. Uh <laughs> All agents know each other, but not this one. The, to the suck lord, what was more stressful, the next great artist or baby tattooville? Oh, the next great artist was way more stressful. Baby tattooville, do you, you guys know what that is, right? I, you mean that convention? The, uh, thing? the event? Yeah. Yeah. We were there together, I think. Yeah, we were. I mean, mm-hmm. I just ran around in my underwear. And... <laughs> and uh, no, I mean, I mean, it's it's difficult making it. It's stressful being on a television show, especially when it's like there's a risk of being eliminated or being forced into the out group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was way more stress. That's way more stressful. You know, it's like to have to perform on camera and to make art on command and have to have like people that don't necessarily get what you're doing be the arbiters of whether you you know remain on the show 
So yeah, that was easy. Baby Tattooville was fine. You know, it was just like I, just I wonder why they asked that. Well, that's a weird, that's that's yeah, a weird that's parent. A, I mean, yeah. I don't want to. It's I don't want to question shame. Yeah. But. <laughs> so there's gonna, there's like another season or something like that going on, right? A new show, some kind of an art type of criticism type there, of. There is. I heard I heard that there's one being oh, made. I, I didn't know yeah. about that. Yeah. Is that the only season that that show even went? It on? got canceled after yeah. the second season. Because it wasn't interesting enough, apparently. It wasn't successful. Nobody wanted to watch it. And it didn't make any money, so it got canceled. <laughs> uh. I've been hearing about this kind of concept for a while. And then all of a sudden I heard that there's another one that's being made now or coming out at some point. I don't know about yeah. that. I, don't, I haven't heard about that. Yeah. I mean, I know like if somebody wanted to give me money, I could create a, an art show like that. Right. I think um, we were talking about in New York it, with co- this uh gallery called con artist doing like a chopped style show you know chopped no yeah yeah the food it? show you know oh, chopped okay. right yeah it's basically i mean i think i feel like you could take like cooking shows and then just flip them a little bit to make them art shows sure and chopped is basically you give uh three chefs a box of ingredients and they're crazy you know like the ingredients are incongruous with each other it's like gummy right. worms beef beef jerky and like fucking raw oysters and it's like make something out of that you know and so it's like you could re you could do that as an art show by being giving an artist like three art supplies that don't make any fucking sense at all and like show me how creative you are make these work together and then you just film and then you have like celebrity judges right and you just like uh you know make them make them fight it out right Right that kind of stuff could totally be a thing. It could be actually. Now that I think about it, though, it probably wouldn't. I can't even imagine like what kind of channel it would be public. You know, you know, done on. Yeah. You know, public that. access, New York style. Uh, we're we're working on that. We're working on that. You know, but it could be a fun show, just because you know it's about like stretching creativity, forcing people to you know work in fucking mediums that they're not working. I just think if it has a good personality. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the subject matter is. It's just you could you could sell the show. Sure. Mm-hmm. So what happened after that show finished? You you won that show, right? No, you didn't win it. I no, thought you won that. No, for some it got reason. eliminated. Like no. in the, but like late, right? About a little more than halfway through, and I got eliminated on the street art challenge, oh, which no. was difficult for me. But what happened to your career after that? Did that help you? Did I give you a boost, or what, what happened exactly? Yeah, it helped. Just selling more stuff. I, mean, I remember, like you were on matter. the cover of like what was it, the New York Post or something like that. The or Village Voice. Village Voice. Village Voice. Uh, yeah. I mean, the reality. I mean, I, I I was not happy with my performance. I thought I made terrible artwork, and it was a shame in my mind that like I got eliminated on the street art challenge because that's like sort of part of our world. Right. You know, it's like if if there was going to be something that I would be good at, it would have been that. But um, I had already been demoralized by the process. And they give you a lot of alcohol. <laughs> and it's just tiring. And it's just like, I, mean, I, mean, I, made, I made some bad strategic decisions. And it caused me to be eliminated. But, and I was very worried about that. You know, it was like, like by the time the show wrapped shooting and when it um, aired on television it was about eight months. Mm. And I was obligated to keep my mouth shut about what happened. I was obliged to, mm-hmm. you know, contractually. Yeah. So I had to pretend that everything was fine, 
where and then I'm I'm going where I'm having to live with this secret that in about 6 months from now everybody in the world is going to know what a fraud I am. You know, I'm going to be my my failure as an artist is going to be televised, you know, on national television. And like between when we wrapped and when it showed, I had to like wrestle with that or just like get okay with that. And I couldn't. I was like everybody's going to hate me. The show's going to come out, and I made bad graffiti, and a famous graffiti artist, Lee Quinones, is going to tell me on national television that I'm a whack artist, you know, and I had to just keep my mouth shut about that, and that was challenging. Mm -hmm. And then when the episode finally came out, and I thought, like, I can't, I'm not going to be able to go back to the Lower East Side. Everyone's going to think I'm a fake graffiti artist. And the reality was nobody gave a fuck at all. Mm -hmm. Nobody gave a flying fuck all my fears were just completely unfounded and nobody cared and they forgot about it instantly. And people were like, ah, whatever, you're cool, we like you, you did the best you could, keep trying, buddy. And that was kind of all there was to it. It was like Shoot, nothing. I, for I forgot about that too, actually, now no that you remind me of yeah. all, I kind of remember this, but shit, I thought you won the whole thing. That's where, that's yeah, where my that, memory was. Yeah, well, I'm that's because you're think, the champ right now. I'm you know? glad you think that. But I think you're the I champ. Mean, that's the, the ultimate that's take, funny. The ultimate takeaway is... <laughs> I like, thought you won the whole thing. Well, I did, actually did win. I won, Maybe so. I, I won the know? popular vote. Hey, probably. Yeah. I won the moral victory. That's really victory. funny. But yeah. that's the thing. I, was like, I, I was forgot you even lost. I was afraid... Good. I did. Because I was afraid that it was going to ruin me. And at the end of the day, none of it mattered at all. Well, I mean, like, I don't think that thing... I don't think a show like that can ruin anybody simply because of the fact that you're putting people in an artificial environment and asking them to do things outside of what they normally do. Yeah, but there's there's dummies watching TV, though. They think it's real. Yeah, who knows what people are watching or thinking. And, like, I took it seriously. And it was, like, also, I was just, like... The reality was, it's, like, I did the best that I could. I tried to do the best, do the thing. And, like, I felt like I failed. Like, I felt like my artistic abilities didn't serve me. And, like, I didn't come, didn't come 100 with it. Sure. And, like, I felt like I let everybody down. But the thing is, I guess it's a good learning experience because nobody gives a fuck about anything, really. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you do. And you could be awesome or you could fail, and it just really doesn't fucking matter. Well, I mean, like, we also, I, I mean, like, when was that show? It's a long time ago. Oh, who cares? It doesn't like, matter. Was it I'm gonna guess it, it came out in 2011. 2011. Okay, oh, 10, in yeah. 2011. And look at me. I'm a millionaire. <laughs> I'm getting my dick sucked, and I'm the most important artist of the 21st century. Yeah. So it's just like it doesn't matter what happened on that show. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Awesome. I wish I, I had this like a. I wish I, I recorded this. <laughs> I wish it's I had recorded. a pound of that that narcissism. That's amazing. <laughs> Listen, man, it doesn't matter. I think the most important thing to do is just suck your own dick. Because <laughs> somebody has to do it, right? Somebody has to do it. Sometimes they will. Sometimes they won't. But it needs to be sucked. So if you suck your own dick... You're set. You're set. Yeah. You're, set. Yep. you're set. If you can find a way to, and then if someone else sucks your dick, then okay, cool. You can take a break. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Like we should, you know, we should, we like, should like end the show on that. <laughs> that one's a good one, man. Yeah. What, how, how much time? We, uh, we, we're, we're way early. <laughs> we're at one fifteen. Oh my god. You're gonna have to come up with something even more clever than that. Just for at yeah, least, you know. I like, mean, yeah, if you need yeah. to milk more of this, so so what? <laughs> what, what, 
What else? What else? You like? know what? You I mean, know what do you talk about? So my my first fucking um, the, from what I understand, you're one of the first um, reality shows that you were on was actually like a dating one, uh, um, a dating like. I was on the dating game. Was it? The, you were on the. Uh, you were the, actually uh, on the real dating game. Oh really? Yeah. But like even like in '97. In '97, but like yeah. even after that, I weren't lost. you on like on some MTV? Like I was on a VH1 dating show after that. Yeah, because I I remember because th- my my dating problems are so fascinating. <laughs> but how no. the heck? How are you getting all this stuff? Like, yeah. is there an agent that you've got somebody working for you to get there? No, both of them by random chance. Wow, including I, the including the, the art show. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I just went to the open call wow. for that. Shit. For all of the things, I just went to the open call. Oh really? Oh. Awesome. Are there a lot, I mean, like, is that like something that you keep up with? Like, I mean, like, I don't think you're. I'm going to assume that you're no longer interested in doing that kind of, you know, that format of television. Well, I would love to do more television, but I would like to be like it to be a, a show that I designed myself and that had some purpose. Like, those were other shows that I got on, right? And I was good enough, I suppose, on them to make it interesting. But I don't want to just be on. I mean, if it was that or nothing, of course, I'd be on anything. I'll fucking go on anything immediately. Mm. I love being on TV. And I like the checks. I was on the Goldbergs, and that was good. Yeah, that's right. The Goldbergs. I totally forgot about that. I I mean, I still get checks from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. I mean, I would love to be on Well, how'd you get on that? Like, what happened? Because Adam Goldberg who created the show, mm-hmm. is a bootleg toy collector. No way. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's and, crazy. I mean, he's a nostalgia guy. He right. loves all the, you know, all the callbacks. And he's been buying this shit. And he puts it in the background of the show. You know, when you look at episodes or things on the set, uh, there's like games and like toys that are important from that time. And then he thought it would be funny to like put some, some bootleg guy shit on there. And that happened. And then he was like, oh, wouldn't it be even funnier if we, like, put, like, the bootleg toy guy in the background as part of the set? So he did that. And you actually, well, I mean, you weren't, like, this background. You actually had a, a... I mean, I was a prop on the show. It was like when you, it was like this Toys R Us set. Mm-hmm. And it was all these, like, facsimiles and replications of, like, classic toys. And then when I'm doing the scene with... um Sean, the actor, mm. uh, the the little wall was all like fake shit from like Dove's guys, you know. All <laughs> wow. that shit was fake shit, uh-huh. and and I guess the Adam, the guy that made the show, thought like let's just like three dimensionalize that by like making the guy mm. part of the prop. Mm. You know? And I had like this. Yeah, I mean, he had a he had a sp- speaking role, yeah. and like you know, it, it was. Um, I saw the clip on uh, YouTube when I heard about it. Yeah, what a success that was. Oh, it's great. And you get checks from that still? They're not big checks, but yeah. Awesome. Are you um are you in like uh what you call it? Are you in SAG? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. But so, I don't have another role lined up. I'd love to do more of that. I don't want to make fucking figures anymore. It no. sucks. I fucking hate it. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's a lot of work and I did it already. I did I made thousands yeah. and thousands of them. I'd rather just like I'd rather like perform on camera. Mm. That's fun. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. I mean, I would like it to relate to this, right? You know, I I think there's plenty of opportunities to make a show about toy things and the things that the subject matter that we deal with in our artwork. Mm -hmm. I think there could be there's a show in there somewhere, right? 
And why I should do it. Somebody should do it. Yeah. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Make it happen, man. Yeah, make it happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. That's no problem. Easy. Easy. Boom. It's hard. It's hard to sell a show. Sure is. It's sure. hard to sell a TV show, especially if it's weird or different. I want to do like a Mr. Rogers type thing. It's like you have to make something that's already been done. Nobody wants to take a risk on some right. new you can, shit. And you, you kind of explain it that way, right? I mean, I always hear that. Uh, it's the, you know, black Mr. Rogers, you know. Pretty like, much. You kind of just got to like go with this, the, this thing that's yeah. already successful, you but with kinda, this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And, like, and that's how you have to do it. I mean, it's, it's a whole endeavor. And it's not something that can just... I mean, considering the half-assed nature of my television career, where I just sit around and do nothing and then... Every five years, somebody calls me and says, be on TV. Like, every, every time I've tried to actually sell a show, and I've done that a few times, it's been, like, <laughs> stupid. Like, wow. a waste of time. Just, like, didn't work out. Oh, the guy, you know, you get a connection, and then it's like, oh, the guy that was repping your show is, like, not working here anymore. It's just, like, I don't know, it's TV shit. Well, it happens a lot, apparently. Yeah, it happens yeah. a lot. Like, when, when you were talking to Kano, because Kano works in animation, and... Like Kano kind of like went on about like just the trials and tribulations of like you know trying to sell a show, you know, and when nobody knows what the fuck it is or gives a shit, right? Or then then some studios will actually like pay you know buy the idea. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on to the idea and then you know just so it doesn't get into the hands of other people and then let the idea die. You know, let the idea die. Yeah, you know, kill it if you have to. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that kind of thing happens, I guess. Right. Well, you know what? There's a new Star Wars movie coming out in a couple of weeks, so I don't give a fuck what either of you have to say. No. About any any of this, mm. I just want to get some Star Wars. Oh, you're going to? I'm sure you get plenty of it. I, I don't. I mean, get there's the fucking it. show. There's the Mandalorian. I don't get enough of it. You know. I don't get enough. What, what what do you need? Well, I think what's great is like I've been watching Star Wars since I was eight years old. Yeah, you know I saw Star Wars in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And it's dude, how old are you? Fifty. Are you? Yeah, you are not. What you've known me for a long time. What do you think I've been thirty thought, the whole time? I don't know. I thought you were a lot younger than me. That's great. Shit. But I've been living with Star Wars my whole life. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm 50 also. Happy fucking birthday. Yeah, happy fucking birthday to you. Yeah, we're yeah. the same age. Yeah. Do you look <laughs> good? Weird. Do you look good? Do you still fuck a lot? I do sometimes. Look good for you. There you I, go. I do too, awesome. I do I do also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I feel great. I feel fucking good. I feel good. <laughs> so I tell me about I, the Star I Wars thing. weights. I do Kung you Fu. What? I, I take Viagra. Awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, no, it's just like, for me personally, it's just like, I love the fact that like, the thing that I really loved about loved and was passionate about when I was like eight years old is like still a thing when I'm 50. That's crazy, right? And I still care about it, and it's like still an important part of the culture. I love it. I fucking love it. It makes me, me feel like included in the world. You know, like my, like I'm not just floating here in space. Like I feel like I'm connected some, to something, and it just gets me open. You know, and I feel like I'm participating, and maybe someday I'll get to contribute something to it. You already have. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 yeah Whether great. it's tangentially or yeah, tan- actually, ins- you know, inspiring somebody, tan- I, I think so. Tangentially. Yeah, something like That's that. That's the key. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's all about the tangents. Sure it is. In yeah. this world. Yeah. It's all about the... Uh, so if you don't want to make figures, you just want to get into TV. But meanwhile, you're going to make more figures. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I want to... But I don't have to make them myself by hand. But you still are. For now, I am. Yeah. yeah. So you should buy them. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, I'm telling you, like, in the next couple of years, like, the production method of psychedelic is going to change dramatically and all the stuff that i'm doing right now is going to stop mm -hmm. so this is oh you're saying you're going to make production stuff it's going to be done in a factory maybe I, and, i'm not going to sit there and hand make widgets i'll right. tell you that much right i'm only going to do that for a few more years and if you don't get it now you're probably never going to get it damn Window of opportunity. That that's um, what do you call it? that's that's a sell point right there. So whatever I did it, I did it. You either got it or you didn't. You know, I'm gonna put books out and I'm gonna like sort of academicize it. Wow, academicize. Know? I like yeah, that. Like make it academic. Sure, I got you. And then like if you missed out on the opportunity to buy that shit for forty dollars, fifty dollars, like or on sale or on bargain, and you didn't do that, well, you know. I made it available to you. So you, ha you had your chance, and you didn't do it. That's not my problem. <laughs> That's not my problem. So do you do the five points fest? Is that like Decon, for example? It's similar to Decon, yeah. I mean, is there a New York kind of a, a style? Because it just seems like all the makers I know are from West Coast. A you New know? York style? Not sure. Cause, uh, I am I, New I, York. Are you the only one? Like, there's other, no, there's, there's other people others. doing not it, lot, but they though. don't matter. <laughs> I mean, five points is interesting. It's five points and decon are almost like you can topographically compare them to the two cities. Um, decon is very big and spread out, and five points is very small and concentrated. You know, like Manhattan versus L.A. Like, everything is within the small geographic space, or it's in a, an expansive space. It's the same amount of value and culture, but it's just how diffuse it is. And mm. those of us from New York, we like it tight. And you guys out here like it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I know. Nice. Awesome. On that note, do you, shall we? Uh, do you have any more questions? Or? Yeah, that's it. Everyone's speechless. I'm quite <laughs> satisfied with the whole thing. Yeah, We're going to go to Sugarfish, right? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a good spot to go? Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay, great. So, I've never actually been to Sugarfish. She's a very talented individual, by the way. She used to paint some of my toys back in the day. Samantha. Samuno. <laughs> we had the Madonna figure last year. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I don't remember that one. Anyways. Well, I guess that's a. Uh, Any that's last words? You've you've done yeah. a good job. Let people know how they get how they get, they can get a hold yeah. of you. Uh, just find you. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Do you they need to find? You? I mean, I just hope people. <laughs> I just hope people uh, stay interested because I'm gonna about to. I'm about to flip shit. We didn't even talk about like the scale ups. We didn't even. What's that? What? Yeah. What is that? Like. You mean big figures? Bigger, like twelve inch? Bigger thing? No, bigger than that. Bigger. Two feet? Oh, come on. Maybe two like, feet. Shogun no. warrior size? Maybe. Maybe, okay, maybe because there's Shogun Warriors. Well, so. I just feel like at this point, it's like if this shit doesn't become. I'm sorry, I know we're trying to end the show. No, no, okay. no I mean, no. if this is like doesn't become contemporary art soon, fuck it then. Hmm. Right. Yeah. 
Right. Well, you know, Decon's great and all. I love it, but it's like it's not. It's not contempt. It's not considered contemporary art. No, it's definitely not. But I think it could be. Sure. I mean, have you looked at contemporary art recently? It's um, crap. Yeah. It's garbage. Sure. It's fake. Right. It's just as fake as any of this shit. Sure. So why not? Hmm. Well, no. You have a you you have a contemporary art vibe to you. Really? Do you? I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm hoping I do. I mean, like, I'm, that, that's the game I want to play. Do you? You know, yes. You want the contemporary art game? Yes. And so what's your take on that? How is that going to go? Uh, you know, it's really, I mean, it's something I want, but it doesn't mean it's necessarily something I'm at, you know. Do and you think, are you, can you do it? I'm, ho- I'm aspiring for it. I am too, and if it doesn't happen in two years, I'm retiring from this shit, and we're gonna make porno. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. There's always there's there's no, there's always room for porn. Yeah. That's the <laughs> weird thing. Really, really good idea. You know. Yeah, but like at the same time, there's very little money in it. Except unless you have merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's true. Uh, um, do you, uh, do you know uh, Corey? You know Corey. Of course I do. Yeah. So like, you know, Wood he, Rocket. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting out some. I'm going to do some stuff with. I did some stuff with them at AVN this year. Right. And right. I'm right. going to do some more stuff with them at AVN next year. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I think that's important. I think. Um, I think porn is essential, and I think uh, everybody wants to consume it. And I just feel like as far as the industry as it stands now, they just could learn a lot from our business, you know, right. about how to make product. Yes. Because people love characters and they love ideas. They love situations. They love intellectual properties. But, like, they don't want to necessarily pay to watch it. Right. But they want to pay for all the shit that goes with it. Right. They want something funny, clever, and sexy. Yeah, but they don't have that yet. Yeah. yeah they, have the, they have the fun, sexy, but not the clever. Right, right. And they don't have the thing you can buy. Right, right. That's the trick, the thing you can buy. The well, comic book, the, 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 the DVD, the figures, the shirts. Yeah, the but patches. so much of it now is just like, you know, so, so much is, is just available on the internet now for But free. what if this took place in some fantasy situation <laughs> and it was an original IP mm. and it was fucking? Hmm. And you can meet the girl that fucks in the comic book hmm. for, and buy an exclusive from her. Is this dumb? No. I, I don't know. I, 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 I think <laughs> I have like, to understand the... the, the <laughs> well, uh, I don't want to spoil it the, for anybody. <laughs> Let's just end this fucking podcast so I can get my sushi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Awesome, man. Thanks for uh, coming down. Suck Lord, thank you so much. Thanks, you guys. You guys, so. this has been a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> dream come true for us, too. <laughs> okay. Good times. Good, good times. Night. You have a good night. <laughs>